English language radio for Switzerland. This morning on the show, my guest is Amy Carroll. Now, Amy is a communication coach, a trainer, a speaker, an author, and we're talking about rising tensions at the moment, which I don't know if we've all experienced. I have certainly seen a lot of it on social media at the moment. Amy, first of all, thank you for joining me. Um, you talk a lot about the challenges of staying partner. And today we're going to talk about the challenges of staying partner during COVID-19. What do you mean staying partner? Yeah, thanks, Kat. So my definition of staying partner means I'm holding high respect for myself and high respect for the other. Nice. And, okay, so and that's easy to important. do when all is well. <laughs> right? And then there's COVID. Yes. So if I say under, it, it, what triggers us to fall out of partner or or jump out of partner is under pressure, stress, perceived threat, crisis, or just if we're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. I can see how all of those things are very applicable right now. I can see why all of those things are a, a bit of a threat in terms of our relationship. So saying partner is maintaining respect for yourself and respect for the other. Do you think that there's one of those things that should be a priority over the other? <laughs> well, funny enough, uh, the priority switches depending on what kind of, uh, sometimes it's our personality. So this whole model of, it, it comes from um, my sister, Pat Kirkland, who developed it. It's called predator, prey, or partner. So we're either going to go predator where we're holding too much respect for ourselves, mm. not enough for the other, or prey, showing, showing too much respect for the other, not for ourselves. Ah, and so yeah. partner is in the middle where you, you have that relationship as an equal. Yes. Ah, that's beautiful. Regardless of the other person's positional power or wealth or height or anything. So I have seen on social media recently, there's been a lot of rising tension, particularly at the moment, I have noticed, about masks. Masks are a very interesting issue because <laughs> there was a while when the WHO said no masks, but I think it was right. all because there was just not very many floating around and they needed to get to the people that really needed them. Now, though, it seems that people are getting very, very angry at other people that are not wearing masks. I've even seen, uh, I saw yesterday on Twitter, someone that was filming somebody else and they, they, they were really in a threatened situation. Jeez. So we're not now going to talk about whether you should or shouldn't, but we are going to talk about conflict. Now, if you feel that someone is doing the right thing or the wrong thing, should you address it? Is there a relationship where you should address it and where you shouldn't? Well, I'm, I, my philosophy is if you have something to say, say it. Oh. Yes. Oh. The, and that gets me in trouble a lot of times, <laughs> as you can imagine. Though the idea is to say it and I quote um, Brene Brown. She says, be clear and kind. The problem is when people are feeling righteous or scared, we tend to communicate in either an aggressive or intimidating or whiny manner. And that's where the problems happen. So it's not so much what we're saying, more than anything, it's the packaging, the how we're saying it. So the, the idea is to say it as a partner. So, so for example, I was on the train Sunday coming back from, the, from Geneva. And I had been out of the country for weeks, so I didn't know that there was this new mandatory law that was going to start the next day for wearing masks on public transport. I'm in the train. A woman walks in. She looks at me. She gives me a disgusted look because I had I, – I think I was eating something, so obviously I didn't have my mask on. And I'm, I'm a little confused, like, wow, what did I do wrong already? And then – so she decides to move away, and she's sitting a little bit distance from me, and then I – call a friend of mine to talk to my friend. And this woman is, I can see from her body language and her, her 
the kind of slight expressions that clearly this is really upsetting her. And I knew I wasn't speaking loud because I was being careful about that. And I just couldn't figure out what it was. And I really wanted to, I could see my inner predator wanted to just, you know, tell her to back off and chill out. And I decided, Amy, maybe there's something going on for her. And I couldn't figure it out until after I got off the train. And I realized, one, that I had heard about this new law. You had to wear a mask Mm -hmm. on public transport starting the next day. And that speaking, obviously all are hearing that speaking can spread the droplets more easily. So my guessing, my guess is that the combination of those two things really pissed her off and upset her or scared her. Um, And I'm just glad that I resisted the temptation to get snarky with her and just accepted, okay, she's not in a good place. This is bothering her and I'm going to step away. Yeah. Something, something had, uh, you, you don't know what's going on for her. She doesn't know what's going on for you. If you are in a situation where say you have a friend or a colleague, someone that you're not necessarily just in passing with someone that is in your life and you feel like they're not taking the correct response, level of responsibility that they maybe should. Yeah. Is that worth stirring some conflict there? Is that worth raising? Uh, you've got to, if you're doing it because you want to be right, then <laughs> sadly, I'm going to say no to that. If you're doing it for the betterment of others or yourself, yeah, then I think it's legitimate. And again, it doesn't justify you being preachy or snarky or nasty or sarcastic. You know, so like the, the, with this woman on the train, the way I was partner with her was so, somewhat passive. One, I made up a story about her saying, okay, maybe she's scared and upset. So I, that gives me a way to have some empathy for her. And two, I'm going to choose not to be snarky back to her. I'm going to physically move myself away from her. So in this, even though you didn't speak to her and there was no actual communication between you, you would still say that you were partner with her in these respects in this sort of passive way. Yes. Okay. So looking at social media, if it's someone that you work with, how do we deal with things right now, like rising tensions in the office? Is there something that's very different, say, in the office as opposed to if you have a friendship with somebody? Um, I don't don't always make such a distinction. Mm. I think that if... I think asking questions is a really good way to start because we make so many assumptions about why someone's behaving the way they were behaving. And often the assumptions are getting us in trouble. They're backing up our side of the story and helping us to go predator or prey or be aggressive or or run away. So it's about um, asking the questions to find out more about what's going on for them first. Mm-hmm. And then my next advice is, Ask the person, hey, you know, if it's like you and I are working together, I might say, hey, Kat, I, you know, I've asked you a couple questions, curious, okay, I, you know, Kat, I've, I've got something on my mind I want to share with you, and I'm a little nervous about doing it. Do you have a few minutes now? Okay. I also might make sure that you've been fed and watered recently. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> always a good, good thing. Good advice. I find a place that's private, I, you know, I, and I say, and, you know, let me know if this, how this lands for you, so I'm inviting you to respond back. And then very calmly, very slowly, I'd say, you know, Kat, I know you're, you mentioned that you're going out a lot to the clubs and I'm feeling really anxious for your health because I'm hearing they're not making masks mandatory there. And there's a lot of spread of the virus in those places. I think it's, this a little bit outrageous of me to ask this. At the same time, would you be willing 
to consider putting that on hold for a couple of months. Oh, you know what I'm hearing? That there's so much of your communication that's about listening rather than the talking side. You've mentioned about asking questions. You have to be willing to listen to that answer and then asking them if they have the time. There's so much that's actually about the listening rather than the working out Mm. what you're going to say. And sometimes you can't be completely prepared for what they're going to say. Now, full disclosure, I know Amy through doing improv and I know that you are part of an improv group. It sounds like there's a lot of improvisation that goes on when you Heck yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that it does come into your work as well. What would you say is the key thing about uh, that, that you learn in improv that is useful when it comes to better communication? Ironically, my favorite improv philosophy is make your partner look good. Oh, there we go. And see, all, all about one staying circle. partner. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, thanks very much for talking to us. Uh, where can we grab your book that you, uh, that you have published, which it's, is Undoing the Ego Tango? Yes, it's on Amazon. And I think it's under the title, The Ego Tango. The Ego Tango. Wonderful by Amy Carroll. Thanks very much. Thanks, Cheers, Amy. Cheers.